Hello, welcome back to The Root Cellar. I'm Jolene, here with Andrea. Hello. And we're here to talk to you about the do-it-yourself attitude and pioneer spirit. Um, today is, it's sunny, it's nice, the birds are chirping, the snow the, is melting. Yeah. And we're and only a couple days away from spring. I Ooh, know, finally. spring break coming up. Yes. For us teacher types. Yes, <laughs> so this is a good time of year. Well, yeah. I think spring break for everybody type, right? I mean, well, I guess yeah. if you're working through spring break and have children and then you're having to find child care. Child care, yeah. So it's not so exciting, but yeah, I'm excited for it. But what came to my mind the other day was, oh, we should start planting things. Planting, like, starts. Well, finally. I mean, I yeah. was at the feed store a couple of weeks ago and they had a bunch. I felt so bad for the feed store who probably pre-ordered all these plants. Yeah. And they had a bunch of primroses and normally, and I, even I was thinking, so your birthday was last week. And yeah. I, one year, I think I gave you like a potted yeah. thing of flowers or plants yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I am, I wouldn't have done that this year. No. It was cold. You no. couldn't even buy anything unless you're going to keep it in the house for weeks. Mm-hmm. It's still actually pretty cold. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know what the temperature is now, but this morning when I woke up at 630, it was, mm, 32, 34, still pretty cold out. I know. And one thing I've been thinking about is, um, you know, asparagus is, it comes back every year and I've been thinking about pickling asparagus, which last year we, I know we did it in April and my husband has been arguing with me. No, it was May. It was April. It was absolutely April. And the local farm where I got asparagus, I went on their Facebook page and scrolled all the way back (laughs) (laughs) until last year. And it was April 6th last year that it was ready. Wow. Yeah, and so I'm like, no way, no way. It will not have grown through that. Were you able to contact them? I haven't called them yet, but yeah. But I looked, and I was like, okay, it's it's got to be a couple weeks. Yeah, because we're tentatively planning yeah. your first of your canning series, the end mm-hmm. of April, mm-hmm. and we were hoping to be able to do asparagus for right. the first class. Right, and if we can't, then we'll do something else, something jam or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then we'll do asparagus the next month. Yeah. Well, hopefully it can be. A, I'm sure by the end by the of April. End, yeah, we're doing the, the last weekend of April. So. Yeah. So. So, yeah. yeah, if any of our listeners are interested in learning how to can or pickle, mm-hmm. um, what's going to be on the farm? And it'll probably, I think we said a Saturday. It's the 27th. Yeah. The mm-hmm. 27th. So a Saturday afternoon or morning. Saturday, yeah, morning, and then you had another class in the afternoon. Yeah, and so then it I'm could doing be a double a, header. Yeah, it will be a double double header. Um, I'm going to be doing a container gardening class in the afternoon because mm-hmm. I thought if we have to be outside, it's a little bit warmer and nicer yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, and then a canning class in the morning. So mm-hmm. that's going to be. I know a lot I got to start thinking about it. I've got I've got a million jars, but I got to start thinking about like, okay, what do people need to know? What's the first? And I'm starting to think about how we're going to set that up. Yeah, I'm almost thinking that we should set it up the class in the garage, mm-hmm. like have the garage all mm-hmm. cleared out because there's counter space set up tables. So it's inside, yeah. but we can also, um, if we need to, we could use the propane cooker. Right. And I have one too. Yeah. I'll just have a couple of them going. Yeah. Cause I don't mm-hmm. think that I have a, uh, electrical in the garage to put an oven in there. Oh. Not unless by then I get my work. As Justin says, my, she shed <laughs> annex <laughs> annex <laughs> done by then, which yeah. I am hoping to have like another stove in there and everything, mm-hmm. um, for classes and, and such, which would be mm-hmm. perfect and really cool. Cause it'd be bigger and more space, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen by then. Yeah. Realistically the way that's okay. I use, go. I, I always can outside on a 
propane burner because yeah. it just seems to be more efficient than my stove. It heats up faster is yeah. why. It gets it to boiling faster and then it um, doesn't heat up my house. Well, in my house, the kitchen is so tiny. Yeah, we wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to do it in there. So So I'm already kind of pre-thinking. I think Mm -hmm. that'll work well. And then I think I'm going to do the container gardening course maybe out back by the garden in the uh, equipment shed as Mm -hmm. we're getting that worked on and getting that to be more of an event space and workshop space. Mm -hmm. So because we're going to do a little building and planting. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you planting for your own garden? Oh, for my own garden. um, So last year I... I have a bad habit of collecting seeds and I love I don't know if that's a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds fine to me. <laughs> I love this seed company um, that's here local in Oregon called territorial seeds. And um, I ordered a ton of seeds from them last year and probably more than I needed. And I got really into it and I like things to be organized. So I saw on someone else's, I don't know what feed it was where they took, these like plastic photo organizing mm. totes where you can organize the to- um, the photos into these small half inch by four for five, you know, inch like for that would fit a four by four by six, photo. four by six photo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like those nice, cute little boxes. Yeah. And there's like, like 20 like dividers, almost yeah, like a rescue box. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. like 20 slots and 20 mm-hmm. of these little things. Well, I saw where someone used this to put their seeds in. I'm like, that's genius. So big tip for anybody who likes to garden and be organized, you can find them on Amazon and they're like photo organizer boxes, but they fit your seed packets. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're sealed. And so you can organize all your seeds into those little clear oh. things and you can see what they are. You can pull them out one at a time just mm-hmm. use them and then put them back. And then if you forget it in the garden or whatever, right, it's waterproof. Because you don't always use a whole packet. Yeah, often I don't. And then if the seeds get loose, again, it's still in a sealed uh-huh. thing. Because beforehand, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who do this, like my seeds would be in maybe an old pot or a mm-hmm. basket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would be looking for them and they'd be spilling everywhere. My kids would be getting into them. So this way it stays much more organized. Oh, my kids. I had them in just a plastic. Oh, like the shoebox ones yeah. that close. But they were all just dumped packets dumped in there I'm not dumped out well not at first <laughs> yeah <laughs> but my kids opened them and dumped them because i had them like folded the top yeah. folded over because mm-hmm. i used half a packet they dumped them all out in there so then we had like surprise seeds like yeah what some of them you can tell yeah I mean, but like, others you're like i'm not sure what this like, is what is this tiny little black seed i don't know yeah it's some mm-hmm. random surprise. thing so it was like it's like you just it's like wildflower seeds. You just throw it out there. <laughs> Hope that something grows. See what happens. Yes. Oh, look, a squash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. You I, would know that. Yeah. One, I'm think, like, but um, I mean, just like random things like, <laughs> yeah. oh, here. But yeah, I'm not, I am the worst about gardening. I, as my husband will attest, I kill things because if he's not home, watering doesn't always happen. And like we have super hard water and so it will um, scale up those those automatic yeah. ones. And so you, you still have to watch it pretty close. And the one year, to my defense, I had two small toddlers under three and I was very horribly pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had a really good reason for not wanting to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. 
<laughs> I think but that was the year of like the tomato jungle. The tomato jungle, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of tomatoes off of that, but I it know. was a jungle. We didn't plant those from seed though. We bought yeah. tomatoes and, and that's the other thing. We don't know all the rules. We're just figuring it out. We don't know how far are you supposed to space things? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You you plant all these starts and then you have all these cute little tiny little plants and then they are suddenly humongous gigantic and then you have squashes like like eating other things and (laughs) (laughs) it's like little shop of horrors little shop of of horrors out there yeah so i don't know and then i I don't know gardening i think it takes time i mean i grew mm -hmm. up we always had a backyard garden but i never really and my mom's like a natural gardener she's yeah she's it just like everything grows she has inside plants that grow which i'm not good at keeping indoor plants alive um and it just wasn't even like a thought. It was like, oh, yeah, you plant it in water, it's growing. But oh no, where I grew up, which isn't far from here, the soil is much different mm-hmm. than it is here. And uh, the top soil is much richer and deeper and just things just grow better. The water isn't as mm-hmm. hard. And then when I moved here, actually, before I officially moved here, Justin and I tried to start a garden here mm-hmm. in the spot where his grandparents had a garden mm-hmm. years and years, years ago. There was way too much shade. I didn't really get that. And so I tried to plant all these things in the shade. Oh, nope. Not, that no. wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had the water set up, but Justin thought like bugs were eating the tops of everything that came up. And so uh, he was going to solve that problem with pesticides. Oh, gosh. And he found some chemical and mixed it all together because yeah. that's smart, right? You know, he Just, should know better. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, why not? And... He sprayed the garden. Oh, it killed the bugs for sure. Every kind of bug, good bug, bad bug. And it also shriveled and killed up plants. And the container itself began to melt. It's like I am not. Fallout. It was. <laughs> the container he mixed the chemical in was melting. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that wasn't a good decision mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then I had some years I, I learned since then. And then I moved the garden space to somewhere sunnier and started doing more research. And then I had one year where my father-in-law can't came over to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, those two men. And he decided that he needed to help us with our weeds by spraying Roundup Mm-mm. all around. And mm-hmm. he wasn't very careful and the overspray there went my tomatoes that year. Like, yeah. so now my husband yeah. knows, um, you are not allowed to spray anything yeah. around my garden. Yeah. And actually now that I do officially organic gardening practices, like he can't. Yeah. But in the first couple of years when I was still learning and he was still learning, um, it was not good. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we realized real soon is that with our soil, it might do okay the first year, but then not unless you give a lot of soil, um, like add compost and add fertilizer and really work the soil it's not going to do as good the second year Mm -hmm. and so we rotate the areas that we garden and change our plants around and then we've i don't know we just learned yeah it's such a trial and error thing i think we've had more error than Mm -hmm. anything else so far but this feels like this will be the year it's gonna be the year it it took us a good like four years before Mm -hmm. we really found some true success. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of Lita when she was a baby sitting in a wheelbarrow full of vegetables <laughs> from the garden that we finally like, it was like, Oh, yeah, finally like a bounty it. of a year. Yeah. yeah. I had some success with um, pickling cucumbers too. Cause we had a, a bunch of plants, but then 
that it, to have enough to really pickle, yeah. you have to have so many plants to get them all the same size because they're just like zucchini where they're yeah. suddenly monsters and they turn yellow. Yeah, and you can't keep them stored in the fridge for too long. No, so yeah. to get enough to do a batch at once, unless you're doing really small batches. For me, I would rather do, you know, a big batch of something all at once and just process, you know, 50 pounds of pickles at a time. So yeah. I go buy them because they're cheap. Um, and they're all nice little size. Um, but last year, actually, I did have some success with spaghetti squash. I love spaghetti squash. Mm-hmm. And then... All of a sudden, I'm, I'm watching them, you know, while I'm going out there every day. I'm looking at them, watching them grow. Okay, we're going to have a nice spaghetti squash. It might have been the year before. I don't know. But anyway, then all of a sudden, one of them that's not ripe, that's not fully grown, is on the counter in my house. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Oh, Caleb thought it was a pickle that was overgrown. <laughs> <laughs> so he picked it. I was like... That was the only thing that was doing well in the whole <laughs> garden and you ruined it. Why did you do this? So I think um, labeling yeah. is maybe really important. Um, and yeah, labeling, That's funny. keeping things separated, giving enough space. We cleared a space um, alongside of our shop and I actually don't think it's big enough. Yeah. I thought it was, it looked huge because I hadn't really had a garden before and it's really kind of long and narrow and it's like you have to leave enough space to walk and then you're out of space. Yeah, you really in that space only have enough space for some more vertical, like some Mm -hmm. tomatoes, maybe some peppers Mm -hmm. along there, but you can't really do squash in that space. We tried okra in a different spot and um, killed it. (laughs) <laughs> also with pesticides. Mm. Yeah, just stay away from the pesticides. Let's just avoid the pesticides, which which my husband is very much like. He's he's that kind of guy that I'm sure many, many wives can relate. He's that kind of guy that's like, I'll take care of this yeah. all the time and doesn't ask questions and just like, I will fix it because I am the man of the house. And you're like, no, please stop. Stop. <laughs> like, I'll do the laundry and then... This actually happened once. I'll do the laundry and shoved everything <laughs> in there at once. And then we had to buy a new washer because it was already, the bearings were already going out. And then it was dead. <laughs> so Oopsies. Oops. But. No, I mean, the garden, normally at this point in the year, I already have all my plant starts going. They're in our grow room, which I think I've already mentioned this, but we have a really well set up pump house on our property with our pressure tanks in it. And it's keeps the temperature well and then there's a couple windows but we also have grow lights and then we just put all of our starts in there under the grow lights and if it gets too cool we also have a little heater in there Mm -hmm. we can turn on and it really warms up keeps the temperature nice to get those seeds going and I like to start actually I like to start most everything of mine in some sort of a seed cell versus planting them directly in the ground there's a couple of reasons for that. One, because I do organic gardening and I'm not using any pesticides. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not using any chemical defense against pests. And so if I start them inside, then they gives them a little bit of a better start without the bugs attacking the yeah, seeds. Yeah, because when the they're tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, also because of our soil, even though I'm constantly working with the soil, I can give the seedlings a really good start and some really good composted soil in the little seed cells. Um, 
and gives them time to, to, to really grow with all the nutrients that they need. And then three, our weather here is so severe. It's either really cold or it's really hot or we have a lot of wind. And so it kind of helps the plants get started in a safe environment before they're out in that harsh, harsh real world, mm-hmm. um, which I like. The only things I plant primarily directly are root vegetables like carrots mm-hmm. um, and radish, mm-hmm. things like that. But even my lettuce, I like to start inside mm-hmm. because then I can plant it directly and then I use row covers to keep all the bugs off and keep mm-hmm. it shaded and keep the dust and dirt off it makes a huge difference for growing your lettuce like under mm-hmm. a row cover it stays clean it's like doesn't have holes in it it, it just a huge difference yeah so that's one thing that we do that i've learned that's really important uh one year i did swiss chard that was interesting i don't know what to do with that i've never yeah, even that was a cooked it that was a tough one it was beautiful and it grew great mm-hmm. and it was all different beautiful colors but every time i tried to cook it it just i didn't care for the flavor it's pretty strong oh. um but what i discovered is I, I and i am truly kind of a lazy natural gardener in the sense that i weed but i don't i don't um turn over my beds in the fall i just let everything stay as a cover crop including the cold weather vegetables like a swiss chard will still do pretty good when it's cold oh. And for people who garden, they know this already, but it slows the growth rate, but it also produces generally like a sweeter tasting. That's why lettuce, people who actually are really into true farming more year around right now, they're already growing their lettuce and everything like that because it tastes better now than it does in the middle of summer. Mm. Yeah. And so the Swiss chard actually has like a pretty good sweet taste to it Mm -hmm. in the late fall. But when I was eating it in July, it was just really gamey and just kind of a oh. strong flavor, no matter huh. how I prepared it. And yeah, honestly, I, I mixed I it with lots of stuff. To do with it. I, I mean, it was okay, it. like in a quiche or something mixed in, but it was just a really strong flavor. Hmm. Um, the other thing I plant directly often, I actually plant spinach directly. It seemed it tends to do okay here without being started in the seed cells, um, onions, those types of mm-hmm. things. I have never really done garlic because by the time it's time to plant garlic, you plant garlic in the fall. Uh And again, we're just so busy with so many other things. Oh, I know. And there are some other people around here that do grow garlic very well. So I'm kind of like, you know, I can get really... Like a whole bucket of it. Yeah, you know, I can get really good garlic. I don't necessarily... That's not something that I need to be doing myself. Yeah, yeah, you have to think about that. Like, okay, what can I do? What can I trade people for? Because I've done that before where I've traded, you know... Here's some jam for some of your, I don't know, cherries or whatever. And a lot of what I like to grow are things that are going to last a long time because, one, we're finicky eaters to a point, Mm -hmm. like my family is. Um, Two, we travel a lot, even during the summer. So if I have crops that have to be picked right away and then used right away, we don't always get to all of that, even when I'm doing my food boxes and selling. Mm -hmm. I just don't like things going to waste. Um, So potatoes are one of my favorites Mm -hmm. because potatoes, they're a long season plant. They take quite a while. You can start harvesting them fairly early as baby potatoes, and then you don't have to do the final harvest till Mm -hmm. later. They, once you harvest, they can store for months and months. Same with pumpkins and squash, things like that. Um, I love tomatoes, but they definitely, depending on the weather, last year was 
hard on my tomatoes to get mm-hmm. them started. I had, oh, I don't know, 50 tomato plants last year. And we had such horrible wind the whole month of June mm-hmm. that even though they were pretty good, strong little plants when I put them out there, um, it sapped them. It is just, yeah. I mean, they just did not grow hardly at all. From the time I took them out of the grow house to the middle of July, they hardly didn't grow. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they took off and did great, but then I wasn't getting really tomatoes until September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was late yeah. for tomatoes last year. And I don't, I have high tunnels, but I don't have the, like, we're still in the process of finishing them off. So this mm-hmm. year will be the first year that they actually have the plastic on them and everything done, which I'm thinking is going to make a huge difference Mm -hmm. and the whole point of having them in our climate is because of the wind and the cold and just it's just a hard climate for Mm -hmm. plants you know it's a prairie sagebrush grows yeah you know like dry stuff i mean my lavender does good here but uh yeah you know vegetables that need lots of water and nutrients you really have to kind of baby them here right yeah i think i don't know i think this year i'm kind of gonna just try and i'm going to make myself successful by planting things that I know will be successful. Yeah. Things like things that go crazy, like zucchini. Yeah. It's great to get tons of zucchini and then take it into work and be like, here, everybody take yeah. these home D- just so that it makes you feel successful. Like, okay, yeah. you can do this. Well, zucchini is you know? great because you can shred it mm-hmm. and freeze it, which is what I often do. And then you can mm-hmm. throw it into zucchini bread or soups or whatever throughout the year. Right. Or right. even sometimes I'll throw it to my chickens, the frozen as a treat during the summer from the last year or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that, I think I'm going to do definitely the cucumbers I'll buy because so I can get them all at the yeah. same time. Asparagus, it takes several years to establish asparagus. Yeah. So, so I'll buy that. Um, and then fruit, I guess that's totally different than vegetables, really. Mm-hmm. But um, I've got my fruit trees. Um, hopefully my, my peaches aren't dead yet because I have, they, they have a blight. So yeah. um, they're dying. Uh, just a matter of time. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. And I also have to, um, once again, manage my spouse because the the um, apple trees need to be trimmed. But you're supposed mm-hmm. to you're supposed to trim from the inside so that you, they grow, out. They grow yeah, yeah. out where you can get to them. Well, the one time I asked him to trim them, all of a sudden I'm just like, like I don't know, unloading the dishwasher or something. And I hear a chainsaw and I'm like, <laughs> what? No, 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 no. No, we need tree trimmers. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not no, taking no, no. limbs off there. <laughs> so, so yeah, those kind of things. I make a lot of applesauce, but we don't eat that much applesauce in my house, I've learned. Hmm. Yeah. We, I, we I eat all about, your applesauce. I know, you eat all my applesauce. Yeah, my kids love it. I love that blueberry one. I really love. Yeah. Oh, I probably have some more of it. I'll bring it to you. No, no I think I like it better than my kids. My kids eat it, but they're not. I mean, they just like tr- plain old traditional applesauce. The cinnamon. They like the yeah. Cinnamon one. Yeah. They'll eat the plain or cinnamon. I like mm. the blueberry one. It's one of the flavored too. ones. I think they're Yeah. Good. I just just uh, put blueberries in it. That's basically it. Yeah. Well, it's tasty. <laughs> it was just a mix. And it, um, it was with different types of apples. That's an interesting thing, too, about varieties and mm-hmm. things. So the apples, I have two different varieties. I don't know what the red ones are. I can't figure it out. But the other ones are yellow translucent. Yellow translucents are for cooking. Yeah. Um, they're not really a an eating apple. They're a little bit that mealy kind of yeah. pithy that I, I can't stand that in an apple. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but they cook up good. They're not so sweet. But then when I made applesauce, that I this, I made a batch that I specifically gave to Andrea. And it was from the red ones. And it was like, 
It was so good. Yeah, it was, it was really so good. sweet. It was so sweet. I didn't put nearly as much sugar in it, and it was just better. It just had that more because natural sugars taste different than the yeah. than the white sugar you're adding to it. So those ones are really good. So variety. What if you good. add honey instead of sugar? You probably could. I don't know. I wonder how that up. would change the texture. I don't know or about the overall effect. Canning. If canning honey is always safe, there are probably rules about how yeah. much honey because it's um, a lot of times the rules about canning has to do with consistency of things. Yeah, this is why you are not to home can pumpkin because there's not really a way to get consistent um, uh, thickness mm. of it, and so it has to do with how thick it is because when you heat it for the canning process, it has to get to the same temperature all the way through and if something has like thick spots and thin spots it doesn't you can't check and yeah yeah so huh. that's the issue that's why they say no home canning pumpkin you can chunk it up and freeze it though yeah and then puree it later or puree it and freeze it that's fine yeah we just so. store our pumpkins and then we just throw them to the animals through yeah. the winter yeah well you don't have those like pie pumpkins though no, no. ours are carving for the carving pumpkin pumpkins. festival yeah, so that's different yeah yeah i don't grow pumpkin to eat as much yeah just because again it's so easy just to go buy i know but i wonder how different it tastes if you have your own it's a lot of work i remember as a kid us using the real pumpkin once in a while and i don't know there's certain things i'm kind of like eh, i don't know like I homegrown know tomatoes for sure worth it but pumpkin meh. yeah i don't know i know we've talked about that before like like how we're saying making your own clothes yeah like, mm. yeah Unless it's something special. Um, as far as tomatoes, which are like most people's favorite thing in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried a lot of varieties. I do. I really like the smaller tomatoes just because they Me ripen too. faster and I tend to eat them. You know, I mean, we throw them in the salad. The kids just like to eat on them. The larger tomatoes take more time, more mm-hmm. effort on my part. And I just don't use slicers very often. Not unless I'm having a hamburger. No. I really don't slice up tomatoes. And maybe that's a cultural thing, too. Like, we've gotten so used to having those cherry tomatoes, like, in and salads. And they're so good. They're so and they're sweet. so good and sweet that, like... The ones we found were yeah. cherry gold was the variety. Yeah, oh, those are good. my goodness. Those are yeah. so good. Why would you want to slice up a tomato and have all the like juicy bits get mixed in your you know what i mean like when Uh you slice a tomato and then like the guts are all over Mm -hmm. your salad you know what i mean (laughs) oh and then i just now i think of sliced tomatoes as like the ones you get at restaurants yeah the the pale and they're pale they've been dyed it seems like yeah uh rhiannon lately my kids have always eaten whenever we go out they're always wanting chicken strips or chicken nuggets or whatever well she's on this cheeseburger kick Oh, and she orders her cheeseburger now with because it's a kid's cheeseburger. It's like plain. Yeah. She wants tomato and extra pickles. Oh, interesting. She and then everywhere she's always sitting there. She's so like such a prissy little girl. She's sitting there. I like pickles the best. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's great. You can eat as many pickles as you want. That's funny. (laughs) No problem, kid. It's a cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And, and the tomatoes. And I was like looking at that on her burger the other day. Like, mm, I don't like that tomato. Ew. Yuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, this time of year is hard to get good tomatoes. Yeah. They have to ship them up from down south. But mm-hmm. um, during the summer when the tomatoes are growing here, oh, it's good. And we mm-hmm. live in, a, I mean, really, Oregon is such a rich agricultural state on in all parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's, you know, raising livestock, cattle, um, mm-hmm. sheep, or... 
in the West where we have these massive gardens, organic farms, all of these things. And, and then the even here, in yeah. The valley. Yeah, and wineries and everything else. And then here, massive agriculture, not just dry land wheat farming, but watermelons, garlic, mm-hmm. oh, mint. Watermelons. Oh my gosh. Um, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I know I'm not naming a bunch of them, but I mean, Everything. there's just like potatoes. They just, potatoes yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just a ton of food that's here grown local. So it's, it's pretty like a great place to be mm-hmm. in that sense. And our local area here has famous watermelons, Hermiston's mm-hmm. famous watermelons, and they are pretty dang good and yeah. they get shipped all over. So when I go visit my family in Montana, if it's the watermelon season, I always try to take, take some take watermelons. Take a whole bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to go to Montana this summer too. So, so we should take some, that's a good idea. Take some watermelons. Other thing is the potatoes. So in Boardman, um, I, I was, I found out a couple years ago, this was really interesting to me that all of the French fries from Dairy Queen come from Boardman and like something like half or 75% of all McDonald's French fries come from Boardman. That's impressive. Yeah. Of all of McDonald's fries yeah. or just the domestic in the United States? I, that's, I don't know. I just remember hearing all. That's a so lot. So I should check my facts. But it was like a lot. All those French fries come from wow. a huge amount of French fries. And a lot of people don't realize Tillamook Cheese, mm-hmm. they have a huge factory in Boardman. Right. As well. Most like of the cheese is actually made in Boardman, here yeah. in Morrill County. So a lot of food comes from Morrill County. So yeah. if anything ever happens, this is where to go. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. People don't realize that because I think when they drive by, they just see, you know, it does. It looks, especially this time of year, it's kind of desolate. You don't mm-hmm. see a lot growing. Um, there's hardly no people. It's kind of mm-hmm. this time of year, um, post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I know. I know, but it's really rich. But it really truly is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. Um, no. So what are you going to do? So you're going to do zucchini. I'm going to do zucchini. I'm going to do the tomatoes. I'm going to, I've tried bell peppers several times and just not really gotten any but like yeah. one but I, we love bell peppers in my house when i make fajitas yeah. my kids are like i have to like sneaky cut the peppers because if they find me cutting peppers they'll be sticking their fingers up there and like trying to get to grab their fingers them, yeah. chopped off while i'm cutting them so i have to be careful about that we love bell peppers i would suggest try some seeds from more our local region mm-hmm and check out some different varieties for the bell peppers. I found um, a variety that I really like. They're a little smaller. Mm-hmm. They're not like what you're going to see at the store. Yeah, not those huge ones that yeah. are a whole handful. But they're very tasty and have had a lot of s- success with those. And the plants don't get so gangly and giant either. They're kind mm-hmm. of a more compact plant, um, compact fruit on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I've been successful. Okay, I'll try that. Um, yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking. I've been successful with spinach before, so might as well do yeah, that. I'm to make myself successful. Yeah. And I need to resolve to be better about weeding. Yeah, the weeding. You know what? And I, you know, I'm not very good at that sometimes either. My kids are getting older. I make them weed. Yeah. Like you fill up a bucket and you get so much money. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, they are more expensive laborers than that. I've. <laughs> Huh. They know the cost of uh, a dollar. You know, they know how much things cost in the stores. So they're like, I'm not doing that for a quarter. Yeah. No way. Give me two dollars, mm-hmm. mom. Um, but other things that help with that is just barriers. So for instance, burlap, remember I bought mm-hmm. all that burlap from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used that last year around the tomatoes and in the garden that helped keep weeds down. Um, old newspaper 
the plastic mulch. There's different kinds you can get that are biodegradable, which is what I try to do. But that is huge. If you get the plastic mulch that's pre that's pre premiable, premiable, permeable, 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 mm-hmm. permeable. Thank you. Um, so the water can go through it. Mm-hmm. That works. Awesome. Yeah. So if you like kind of know where you're going to put everything, you should draw out your diagram, figure out where the plants are going to cast shade as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're growing tomatoes, you don't want to grow a plant next to the tomatoes that's also going to need sun. And mm-hmm. then they're going to be in the shade of the tomatoes when the tomatoes get big, things like that. I've almost been thinking a little more and tell me what you think about this, that maybe just more stuff in containers when, when possible, because we do have a, container garden my husband made with totes and um, yeah. that waters from the bottom and there's rocks and sand in there and it yeah it seeps up you know so it so he doesn't lose the water but it's like we don't get weeds in that but it depends on what you're growing so it's tomatoes and peppers in there yeah so some crops are have shallow root systems and so mm-hmm. growing doing it from the bottom wouldn't be as as efficient or effective as watering from the top yeah um, well, not necessarily watering that way, but just things that I can grow in a container so they're not getting the weeds because it's like fresh soil. It's not. Yeah. I mean, if it reduces your weeding mm-hmm. for sure. And if you're not going to be growing like mass quantities, as right. long as you can get the watering set up mm-hmm. where where it's good in um, the soil, are you going to do new fresh soil yeah, or. OK, I mean. so, yeah, um, do be careful about that. We have gotten soil before. When we first put in our raised bed and our in our original garden, mm-hmm. um, that now is just for herbs and strawberries, um, the soil we got the first time around it was great. The second time around, there was a weed in it. Oh, and we yeah. have never been able to completely eradicate um, what it, what came with it, and now it's spread. So, um, so now you have it everywhere. Yeah. So just great. be a little cautious great. about that. Um, and I would also suggest. Especially because you do have kids and everything and you're, you know, like you eat pretty healthy, starting a compost area. Mm-hmm. Start composting and it doesn't have to be really difficult to do. I'm fortunate with all my animals, like for instance, where the pig is now and the chickens, all of that, like the pig's bedding area, not its manure, but its bedding area where there's been straw ground down into, you know, the dirt and everything else and the chickens um, coop that's full of rich compost it'll all get added into my compost area Mm -hmm. to prepare for better soil so just composting and then you should get some backyard chickens Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a thought too a couple backyard chickens chickens. well you have the dogs that's the hard part right oh my dog went in the yard yeah i mean in the backyard Mm -hmm. the chickens keep down your bugs a lot too Mm mm-hmm and they'll eat like little starts. So you have to keep your garden yeah. protected a little bit. But once the plants get established, they leave them yeah. alone for the most part. Yeah. I wonder if my dogs would really go after chickens at this point. Because I have I have bird dogs. And yeah. uh, Clementine is a Springer Spaniel. And she, we started to train her to bird hunt. But she's just a pet. And she, yeah. there's, there's like, there's something wrong with her. I think she has some brain damage because she almost died three times. She strangled herself. <sighs> um, but like, she just doesn't. There was okay. There was a bird. Oh, I was on the phone with you that one time. Oh yeah. The time there was a bird in our back room, and I went out there to grab a gallon of milk out of the refrigerator, and all of a sudden a bird flew up in my face, and I screamed. Yeah. And Clementine was right behind me, and she did nothing. She just do nothing. She did, it flew in her face, and she didn't even react. Yeah. And I was like, 
what in the and the other dog got it though yeah which is a she's well she's half springer spaniel but cow dog she acts like a cow dog most times yeah but it was like because caleb was like i was like there's a bird in here and he immediately was like i'll get the gun i'll fix it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Boom, and he goes out there and he's like oh them. it's already dead <laughs> 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 so yeah that was that was fun but i don't know if my dogs would yeah so i mean the thing is with the chickens if they're in your main <clears throat> back area they could fly over to where the dogs are in mm-hmm. the front but if you keep their wings clipped mm-hmm. that would help and mm-hmm. then if they're used to going to bed in their coop at night you can always lock them up at night that's what my mom does with hers and yeah. then you just let them out into the main yard when you're at home so right. you have a small run for them where mm-hmm. they could be pinned in if you're going to be gone right and then just right, let them I'd out act, when you're I think at home. I'm more concerned about coyotes because I hear coyotes at night sometimes. Yeah, in your yard. I don't think they would bother them in that backyard because I don't think yeah, a coyote yeah. could get in there unless they dug under your fence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But I, to, I think well, that I'll would be fun. I'll have to go fun. petition my husband for chickens right now. Yes, that would be fun. Tis <laughs> the time. Yeah. They're at the feed stores. Get yourself a little setup. Yeah. And I have I, the light and everything. We're going to wait till after spring break because mm-hmm. we're down to seven go. or eight chickens right now. And I would like to get a few more hens and mine just naturally reproduce generally, but because my numbers are down and I don't particularly like the um, breeds that I have as far as eggs are concerned, I want to get a couple other varieties mm-hmm. um, back in the flock. And so I think I'm going to get chicks after spring break because we're going to be gone. And so mm-hmm. I don't want someone else to have to deal with chicks. Yeah. And we'll probably get more turkeys too, probably cool. for butcher. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway. Awesome. Tis the season. Welcome spring. Um, oh, for our listeners, we are going to be taking a break next week. It is mm-hmm. spring break. We both are going to be traveling and busy, and so we're going to be taking the week off, but we will be back. Um, first of April. The first of April. April 2nd, yeah. to be exact, will be that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we're going to keep um, thinking about fun stuff to visit about, and we've got some people lined up to start yeah. interviewing and... Yeah, Yeah, meet some of our friends. Yeah, meet some of our friends that like Mm -hmm. to do this type of stuff too. Yep. Okay. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Bye.